Champions, our guest today is a titan in the chess world with a remarkable career and achievements. In his younger years, he won three world championships, under 16, under 18 and under 20. And on his road to crossing 27, he won numerous tournaments and got to the final of the World Cup in 1999. He also had outstanding success in team championships by winning the European Cup, the Olympics, three times and the World Championship. After switching to a coaching career, he has trained many superstars, grandmasters and weak players, including me. Joining us on Chessmood Podcast is my former coach, Grandmaster Vladimir Akopian, who has had a huge role in my road from 2500 Grandmaster to 26. We'll talk about how the heck he managed to become the number 11 player in the world by being lazy. It's his words, not mine. What was both Phoenix advice to him before the World Championship? The stories behind the matches with Gary Kasparov and other top players the importance of a fearless mindset and how he got arrested and many more other things. Let's dive in. Vladimir, thank you very much for accepting the invitation. Very cool to see you here. Thank you, Avik. For me, it's also always my pleasure. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Vladimir, we have uh, worked together on chess. You have coached me. Then we played uh, one year in a team together, so we have spent so much time together. And when I was preparing for the interview, I figured out there are so many questions I have never asked you. So I'm going to take the opportunity and ask some questions. And I, I want to start from your childhood when uh, you studied in Botvinnik Kasparov Chess School. How did that happen? Were it with invitations or how did you get there? Yeah, briefly I will tell you. So it was already, of course, long ago. But um, as far as I remember, I um, had already become a world champion under 16, uh, although I was only 14 years old. And uh, about that time, Kasparov already was the world champion in uh, 1986. And uh, we knew that there were such talkings, then, then they want to resume the school, the Botvinnik Kasparov school. And uh, they were actually looking for uh, young stars, young uh, talented players from all over the Soviet Union. And uh, there uh, had to be 12 altogether, 12 students in, uh, in the school. And so somehow it was like this, yeah, the most talented uh, talented players or uh, as they cons uh, consider it, because I know that Botvinnik himself was actually deciding, uh, looking through their games of these young talents. And... Uh, uh, somehow, yeah, I got this invitation. I was, uh, that time I was still living in Baku, uh, because I'm, uh, like, uh, hailing from, I hail from Baku. Uh, and not only me, but two more, like, um, two more girls, also talented girls. So those times they were even, uh, champions of this, uh, so-called, uh, so-called in Soviet Union, this chess Spartakiads. They won. So from Baku, we were three of us. And me and uh, two of them and some nine other, but they were actually uh, rather strong, strong uh, players like uh, my friends uh, Gregory Serper, uh, Shirov also was in the school, Kramnik from the very first session was, uh, and some others. Uh, Is that now, 12 uh, students, right? 
yeah, all together there were 12, all together, maybe, I, I think I attended five sessions, all together, five sessions, in different uh, cities it was, like, uh, Two or three were uh, closed uh, close to Moscow. Some uh, like camp. We were having camp. Once it was in uh, Zagulba in Azerbaijan. Once uh, and once it was uh, in Druskinka even. Uh, so these five camps. Yeah, not regular trainings. Uh, twice a year. Twice a year. Altogether. Uh, altogether. About two weeks. About two weeks. Uh, yeah, we were there. Uh, it was, a, I mean, it's very interesting and unique experience, of course. Uh, we would actually, we, we, we would uh, run in the morning. Uh, like the regime was like this. So we would run, uh, then, um, uh, breakfast and then after breakfast already, uh, some chest training for two and a half hours. Uh, then, um, again, lunch or something like this. And uh, in the evening, again, like three hours altogether, maybe six to six and a half hours, as far as I remember, something like this. And, uh, somewhere the before, before sleep bleeds, yeah. Yeah. Some bleeds or just just talkings like this. Sometimes Kasparov also took, uh, took part in, uh, these talkings. Uh, Botvinnik, I believe never after that, but he was already like, um, he was already, um, old yeah for him it was difficult all, all all the day like uh, talk to work on chess like this so but uh but normally yeah whenever we were like doing this chess chess exercises or working on chess he was always present uh botvinnik was always present and somehow i developed very good relations with him with botvinnik i got uh, with kasparov it was uh it uh, it was not working like this uh, he was young. Uh, he was. Um, he he had just become world champion, uh, and he had uh, many plans. Uh, and um, yeah, with his uh, with him it was different. But with Botvinnik, I, I we we were very very close. I can say. And also after after uh, training sessions, uh, when I was like in in passing uh, Moscow, just I would uh, always call. Sometimes I would even visit him. Uh, like it was before, uh, before, uh, world championship, before this Argentina, because we already, we knew each other and he, he, he told me to come to his house, uh, for I last it, uh, when he, that last recommendation he gave you, uh, yeah. to, to not try to not lose draws are okay, but not to lose, uh, try to win, not to lose because lose will also. Uh, touch your yeah. confidence was it before that world championship or after no this was before this was before uh, i now i don't remember maybe there was one session before already i had to go to world uh, championship maybe so we, we knew each other before that and uh, you know how other, it was yeah yeah, yeah in, in the school and you know how it was in the soviet union uh, those years it was 1986 and normally it was very difficult. It still was like Soviet Union and it was not so easy to go abroad. And it was a first time experience for me to fly uh, rather far to, to Argentina to, uh, to play for this, uh, to, in this world championship. And, uh, uh, so we, we came, like we arrived from Yerevan something like two weeks before, before, uh, departure, our departure to Argentina. And there was all kind of this, you know, going to this embassy, going somewhere to some, some, um, 
Uh, so some talking, some some people would actually meet me and talk before that. Not only me, all we were actually a small delegation of four. And during yeah, once once uh, Botvinnik told me that you know that uh, just uh, come and I have I have some advice to give to you. And so yeah, I went there. I was with my mother. Uh, we went to uh, his uh, his house. He was he was uh, like he was not alone, but uh, I think. Uh, there he was like him and some some of his relatives maybe one, and we just uh, sat no chess at all. Yeah, and this is what he told me that uh, you know that the psychological it's very important. Eleven rounds altogether I had to play, and he said that it's uh, extremely important not to lose a game because uh, yeah you you not not only that you lose a game but you also like get some psychological blow, which can actually affect all your other games the rest of your games. So he said that if you want or, or if you cannot for some reason, you can make draws as many as you want. Uh, and you, you will win what you need. You will win and this will be uh, actually... But this you have to do. You, you just try not to lose a game, a single game. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. Uh, you, can, you can do draws as much as you want, he said. But for winning a tournament, you need to, ha to have lots of wins and that often you need to choose often especially with black aggressive repertoires right so how to how did you keep the balance uh, i don't know i did not have such problems yeah i i anyway almost all my life i was playing um, as with white and with black it was for, for me i was just playing fighting no short draws normally so it, it was not a problem and botvinnik knew about this uh, about it so he, he he just said okay you just play as you do because he knew already me because before this before getting this right actually to represent the soviet union uh, i had to actually uh, pass a very like difficult um, uh, qualific qualification, yeah. First of all, Ulibin was, was in the end, but before Ulibin, first of all, I had to like finish the like in top ten of the Soviet uh, Championship under eighteen, just in top ten to to have this right to. After that, there was a qualification tournament of um, young stars again, young uh, chess players under sixteen. They were playing. We had uh, we played in Sochi in 1986. Uh, it was like two round robin tournament, two round, not even one, two round robin tournament. Uh, and seven of us. Uh, there were uh, some some not so maybe uh, familiar players now, but Shirov, uh, Kamsky, Sakaev, uh, me, and some other three uh, guys. Also, uh, we were playing, and uh, this one also only first place. And I actually secured this with. Uh, Okay, I, I won rather easily that tournament. Uh, and uh, um, then, only after that, uh, this is the Soviet Chess Federation, those years, Soviet chess, they decided to organize this match against Ulibin in Odessa still. But it was maybe right. Ulibin was very strong those years. And indeed, he was, he was a very tough opponent. Only that he did not play this tournament that we played because he was considered like uh, stronger than us. And he played uh, the qualification tournament under 20. This was also that one. Ivanchuk won that tournament. So two tournaments were played were played actually in Sochi, one under 20 and the other one like ours, ours under 16. But Ulibin played badly that championship, uh, that tournament. And after that only, the Soviet Chess Federation, they decided to hold this match between us uh, out of six games in Odessa. 
it was also in summer i believe it, this was very interesting match actually very interesting and very uh difficult one uh first i mean it was extremely stubborn fight first five games ended in a draw can you imagine yeah first five games and all, all fighting chess yeah all fighting chess all five were draws and in the very last game i was playing the six one i played bl with black we were playing normally the Sicilian, twice Sicilian, and once I played King's Indian. I had this repertoire. And uh, in the very last game, finally I won that game, but we played 100, 105 moves. Actually, it was an extremely long game in some bishop end game. Uh, I, I finally won, won and got the, the right to represent the, this, uh, to represent the Soviet Union. But as always with this chess, competitions those years in Soviet Union, these qualification tournaments. Okay, for me, qualifi qualification was rather easy, but a match with Olympian was much more difficult than becoming the world champion in Argentina. <laughs> yeah, and it was actually the case with Soviet chess those years, because if you pass qualification here, there, okay, you should do something, it's clear, but uh, no match, yeah, no match uh, for these Russian Russian chess players there. Why is Soviet Union... Why Soviet Union were not sending two players, rather one? Why it was not sending you and Ulibin? Why just just one player? Uh, this I don't know, but I think that uh, I think that uh, I believe every country had this right only for one player those years because uh, okay, under sixteen for sure one, under eighteen, uh, under twenty maybe uh, if you, for example, were in top three in the previous championship you had like automatical right uh, but uh, mostly those years yeah only one so i played uh, in this uh, uh, ch 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 uh championship and uh, kahiani played uh, among women but also only one she was so we were two of us and uh, kuprejcik uh, kuprejcik went like our our chief of our delegation and also like our uh, coach no mostly only only one yeah this one place there was uh, and uh, qualification place. so after, after that you won also under 18 and then under 20 and did you ever had a goal to become absolute world champion uh no no i i would not say that i had uh, such um, like goal uh, like always thinking about that i have to say that i was actually um rather lazy in this case i was not actually working on chess uh that sounds very I, cool I was... to become three-time world champion and saying that i was lazy i can imagine yeah, yeah, how chess play... players will be like what no, I was, I was actually, of course, uh, working. I had the uh, coaches and very good ones uh, in in um, Armenia. This was Oleg Dementiev, very famous for our older generation. He was also training uh, such players like Vaganyan. Uh, he was a trainer of our national chess team those years. Uh, some some players also worked with him, like Arshak Petrosyan, Galduns, my friend Sergei Galduns. Uh, with me, he worked. Uh, so no, I was working those years, but uh, somehow you know that. Uh, I was lazy in that sense that whenever somebody was like with me, my friend, let's say, or uh, dementia, I would do. Alone, never, yeah? For me, somehow, it was always boring. Always boring. I always had some, some other things to do, like, let's say, playing the guitar, like uh, listening to some music. Um, uh, I liked very much those years. Um, Vysotsky, I always uh, like, um, uh, was listening to. And, uh, okay, sometimes occasionally reading uh so 
but like sit alone as we understand because i know i after that i worked with many uh strong uh, chess players like leko like shirov uh, and i saw of course for them it was like passion like something they would alone or with somebody does not matter they just sit and work uh with me it was, was not never this the case yeah i just I was in this sense, somebody should be near me or some, some friend just sit opposite me and uh, tell me something. Okay, let's, let's analyze. Let's look at this position. Let's do some, some work, some chess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this, this was always like, uh, like this, but okay, what to do? Yeah. It's just, everybody has his own character. And, uh, uh, in this, for example, I was uh, like helpless. Yeah. I could not do anything. Does it happen often when it seems very often, yeah, when people are talented, then they are getting lazy and the opposite. Yeah, of course, yeah. Happens, yeah. Happens. Vladimir, Botvinnik told you if you work like Kasparov, you would become the next world champion. Did it say, did he say because he felt your laziness? Uh maybe maybe now difficult to say but probably he immediately understood yeah understood because you know how it was we were actually showing our games four of our games and he especially he asked me from the world championship argentina to show me normally i had to choose which games i want to show but he asked me to show the games that he was probably he had heard or he just asked me to like show some particular games that he wanted to see. I did not want actually to show them because I was actually immediately having troubles, let's say, with White in the opening. And yeah, and he immediately, of course, it was clear for him that uh, you cannot, if if you get, for example, such positions as White, then probably you don't actually work on chess properly. Uh, yeah, and because of that, yeah, he, he just, he said it like this. Uh, but he, he somehow, he always like... Uh, he 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 wanted to stress always my talent and once when i was not only that he said like this but once he also said that you play uh chess you play as white also as black you get such positions in the opening i know only one player who would get such positions like you this was capablanca and but he said but you know that you are not capablanca like something like you are not Capablanca. He told he told me and uh, okay, but okay. If he just compared me with Capablanca, this already I'm very happy for this <laughs> because Capablanca was notorious for his talent. Yeah. And what what did he mean? You get positions like Capablanca from the opening game. He means very bad very bad. Yeah, bad position. Yeah, as White, I was uh, somehow suffering in the opening. I would not actually equalize those years with White. With black, I also was kind of suffering immediately in the opening. But this is now I understand that this is quite normal thing if you don't work on chess. If you don't work on your openings, then what should you actually ex expect? Then it is normal. It is normal. And but I was actually I was very strong in um, like other components of the game in the middle game and especially in the end game. In the end game, I was very strong. And Botvinnik also always was actually emphasizing that people who play at such an early age. A strong end game, strong end game players. This uh, definitely says about their um, great chess talent. This uh, because it whenever you, when you're young, it's very difficult to actually play well end games. And uh, yeah, you are good if, at tactics, yeah. attacks, but not end games. Yeah, because everybody everybody's strong. I mean, tactics uh, when you are young, it's it's normal. It goes like uh, no. But uh, playing uh, end game, it means that you have indeed you should have chess understanding. 
we should have great chess understanding. And uh, what this, do you think this... you get at chess, chess understanding, Vladimir? Like at 16, where you were playing strong, strong end games, was it because of you were working with classics, classical end, end game books? You were working with following uh... Blancas end games? How it happened? Uh, no, I want to hope that, uh, of course, I had talent, like uh, inborn talent Yeah, for this, uh, definitely. I had probably. And also, yes, I was working with very good uh, coaches also in Baku. When I went to chess school, I was uh, young and there were uh, very you know, like talented chess coaches. Yeah, this is also a rare thing. It's not like always uh, happens. And uh, um, I, I had... Um, two coaches like uh, there i had uh, um, one this alexander aslanov the first one that i went very very talented good chess coach especially when when he worked with young players and after that i had also also very good and positionally strong and in general very good uh, chess player also himself alexander morgulov also very famous i i know that for example these chess players from baku all know them both they were very very famous figures of those years in were they masters not even no morgulev was master but uh aslana was like candidate uh, candidate or something like this candidate in those years i don't know now how to say it's uh uh many people ask me master level, yeah. Uh, yeah definitely master level of the soviet uh, soviet Union, i would say yeah master level but uh now sometimes they want to make some comparisons with two today's rating uh, it's impossible just it's impossible because yeah. of course they 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 would actually they they uh, all uh, at least these two they had good chess understanding yeah it does not matter their level of chess i mean it can maybe some tactics they cannot maybe uh, like calculate precise or something like this but as the chess coaches and their chess understanding was very high and it, uh, of course working with them was very uh, useful for me very very useful and um, yeah, and somehow, yeah, this developed, and uh, uh, at a rather early age, I, I definitely, I uh, surpassed my my opponents uh, during these younger uh, competitions. Yeah, during these youth youth championships, uh, both in the Soviet Union and uh, especially abroad. Uh, let me when you speak about talent. So it's born talent. You mean like you are feeling the game? Uh, what are the other components of that? In that includes talent i know you have incredible memory when i was work working with you i was always impressed how you remember yeah so memory also counts as talent yeah memory also yeah memory yeah i had the yeah, incredible memory yeah this uh i believe yeah maybe one of best among chess players uh, because yeah i was just uh remembering everything i mean so, so many verses so many songs i mean in, in my head but now you know now i mean i'm over 50 now it's uh, i feel that it, it becomes worse also i mean extremely good now but i myself feel that it's not like it was yeah because uh, i mean i uh, uh, i just i could for example i was if, if i was analyzing something and uh, i don't know how much time had to be had to pass after that for example after five years or four years not not looking through not not uh reviewing it i would remember and play this all over the board simply yeah no no problem i remembered all blitz games i played for example some i don't know one evening i played 30 
let's say 50 blitz games i could uh, just show you immediately all of them you can just uh, write it down i played I, that one i feel feel on my experience i remember during one of the trash camps we played blitz probably 20 games we played then in the evening i went i was playing ping pong with guys then i came back and i saw you are showing our blitz games we just played blitz casual games you were showing to a girls team i was like how does he remember the games 20 blitz games and you were showing the whole game not just short games the middle game and came i'm like huh how? No, this, yeah, this was not a problem for. I mean, I had all other problems. For example, you now you tell me, and I don't remember this. So I just I can some some uh, rem uh, just uh, memory like this. Once I was actually also, it's interesting actually this kind of memory. Once I was uh, in Germany with my friend uh, Sergei Galnuns, and one uh, some guy just was coming and say, okay, hi, hi, how are you? How are you? And just. And I told Galdun, and they said, after that, I told, who is that guy? Uncle, well, you, don't you remember him? But we, we played a tournament together some five years ago or four years ago. This was that, that, that guy. And I told, oh, okay, of course I remember him. I beat him with two bishops. I somehow I just brought these two bishops, and this was advantage of two bishops. But I don't remember his name. I don't remember his uh, face like this. Yeah. But I, I mean, pure chess, I remember very well, always. But uh, sometimes, I mean, you cannot have memory everywhere, yeah? Uh, for chess lines, for chess variations, uh, and uh, for, let's say, chess dates, uh, chess games, names, let's say, chess names, these all, uh, more or less, I remembered well, yeah. This uh, time, years. Uh, now, I don't know exactly. I mean, sometimes I can't even maybe forget, but uh, but still, it's okay. Yeah? Still, it's, it's good. Uh, but before it was, or for example, you can imagine this maybe even more dif difficult. Uh, whenever I gave these uh, simultaneous games, let's say 30 of them, immediately after I finish this, I can just immediately just show you, restore every single game. I mean, without oh. problems, just uh, because I believe it's even more difficult because, okay, during simultaneous game, you only see occasionally your any of your games, yeah? But still no problems at all, yeah? All of them. Uh, would be restored very easily during some time, during some time, during probably one week after the tournament. It could be this, uh, restored, all of them. After that, only those that I mem were memorable for me. And uh, But of course, there are even some games that are memorable for me uh, that I never uh, analyzed after my, let's say, childhood then. But even now I can show them because they are memorable. So they are always with me and I can immediately show you even now. Uh, and you many such games. Blitz games you played? Yeah, Blitz games also. Some of them, uh, not all of them, like before, but some of them I can, of no, course, our games that we, that we played during the chess camps. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, those... Ten years ago. No, no, those I, I don't remember. You know, I have probably some of our the, games. Ah, you have, I have no, they probably were not chess some of our games. Uh, maybe they were not memorable for me. That's why I didn't just... Didn't. Okay. I have to, if like... You, uh, you you have very two two very beautiful games you crushed me, uh, so I can uh, send no, it no, to you later. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things I was also very impressed when I was working with you is that you almost didn't have PGN files. Now no, when no. everyone is building their openings with just PGN files, repeating, repeating, you were just memorizing. And I remember you said that uh, it's better to understand because when you don't have a PGN file, you force yourself to understand and remember. Yeah, sure. And during the lessons, I remember you were not allowing us to use next to us computer where we would take notes. I remember when you, 
most of the time we were working on middle games, but if it was, you were showing us some opening and I would try to take some notes because you would show so much during few hours, you were not allowing us to take notes. And the idea was that now you are forcing me to understand and remember and only at home uh, I would I could take notes and I think it was yeah, very right impressive on, yeah. for me and I lot I learned a lot from that experience from you. Tell me a little bit more about that uh, why you are not allowing it. So I think chess like chess players uh, would, would would need this advice because they are always trying to blindly memorize instead of understanding. Oh, maybe first of all, maybe for me I was not doing this because again, maybe, because maybe I was just lazy for that, just to to write it down. If I can remember, you see, if you rem if you remember everything, then you don't need, of course, because once you have it, uh, this is my approach written down. Yeah, you have this, then you already forget about that. It's definitely you should forget because you already have it. Why should you remember this? So you forget in this case already. Yeah, you can always like review before, let's say next game or whenever you prepare. But if you remember, for me, it was not a problem. Actually, that I had some files, but very few, very few. Even now, I believe that I have so few. I mean, nobody had uh, uh, sometimes my students now they ask me for some open. I said, but you know, I don't have just this. I just I, I show you because I remember out of this. I show you some important games that I believe that important here in this opening uh, to know. Uh, to memorize, let's say, but uh, I don't have a file. I can make as for you. I can make special sheet and make a file, but uh, like I never had myself, so I was always always like playing out of uh, uh, just memory or just uh, understanding, out of understanding. Just some I knew some ideas, of course, uh, how to play, but uh, this was my approach. Actually, even memorizing ideas, not moves. Uh, nowadays, maybe nowadays, chess, you know, chess already like last 30 years changing uh, like rapidly, extremely. And nowadays, maybe this move per move play and such um, like operating with such things like knowing only ideas is difficult already. Of course, move per move play We're like extremely on, for top concrete. levels, yeah. For, for top, top levels, levels yeah, of course, very difficult yeah. now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I always believe that now also when. Uh, when I when I work with my students, yeah. When you work, normally you should like you can have computer, and if it is extremely important, for example, to understand here, for example, some sharp line, what what is the estimation? I can occasionally tell, okay, just uh, just see what computer says, yeah, about it, just for us to know estimation. But uh, once or maybe twice, uh, I can I can do during the lesson, but because. Uh, Okay, this, uh, first of all, this distracts you. I mean, you should, you should work and then, you know, this computer comes and you already believe you trust only computer. You think that everything is, in this case, uh, it's, uh, it is completely different. Yeah. When we, like, we have this uh, analyzing, uh, together, it's completely different. Computer, it's, it's, it's different. For this, I always say, uh, my students, I do, you don't need me. You can sit and work with computer as, as much as you like. Uh, but here, what we are doing and what my uh, coaches were doing with me uh, or my sparrings also, I was working also with Arshak Petrosyan uh, uh, sometime, uh, so several years we were working together. We would never actually do such things, even though there were some computer software th those years, but mostly like old, old, old way of working, we would have this chessboard before us, uh, chess pieces, and analyzing on the board. 
analyze. After that, for example, we, we could, of course, and uh, probably we did, uh, we did check with computers, uh, with computers, what, uh, just not to, not to, uh, uh, miss something, not to uh, blunder something. Uh, but those years, you know, some twenty years ago, uh, it was different. Yeah, computers were not were not as strong as they are now, and uh, I was still trusting myself. I was always uh, very strong in calculation, uh, in calculating the lines. So you can even ask uh, Arshak sometimes. I would not actually even uh, if, for example, I did not see uh, refutation, or if I. I normally trusted myself in calculation. Computer was used only to confirm my estimation or my calculation. Yeah, like this. No, of course, nowadays everything is changed. Now, nowadays I cannot compete with computer, of course. But those years, uh, I, I was just, I, I was pretty sure, like, uh, that everything sh should be right. Yeah. No, I, during the, during the training. Uh, with you, I learned probably three main things from you. Uh, I'll go one by one by them, but one of them was uh, not trusting the engine because then I was like, okay, this position sh engine shows on deep depth uh, that black is okay. And during the training, you were crushing me. A few times, I remember in the French, you were making a most sacrificing piece that engine was not offering. I was struggling to defend the position during the lesson. I was going back to the engine, putting the move to the engine, and it took 30 minutes for engine. That time it was already Stockfish and some good engines to understand that, yeah, Akopian is right. So it was very important um, lesson for me to learn that never trust engine. Uh, it can always be wrong. Uh, and those years no nowadays, I believe they are so strong now. So even I mean, even now they even estimate positionally everything right, correct. So yeah, those years it was right, but still much time has uh, actually uh, passed. Yeah. yeah? It, uh, no nowadays, I mean, such a, I mean, these uh, uh, engines today they sacrifice material. I mean, uh, they don't need already me to sacrifice. I was sacrificing and somehow uh, stunning them. But uh, nowadays they they themselves sacrifice and you don't understand why. They just sacrifice and uh, this is mostly what I was doing always. Now they they just took it uh, over and uh, uh, make everything like this. I mean, so for that yeah. time, of course, it was uh, correct. Yeah. Yeah, let me, with not very deep opening preparation, being, as you said, mostly lazy and not working on chess as much as top players, you got to quite top. So you, you were at, at your peak at number 11 player and you were playing with all top players, Kasparov, Gramnik, Lego, Shirov, and everyone that time. How was it to play with this, with this on this level without much working on chess as they were doing yeah the opening uh, always was a problem for me but uh, somehow you know i was again i was strong in middle game and uh, uh, it could uh, like uh, seem uh, maybe unmodest but i was just outplaying them uh, in the middle game and I, would, I outplayed kasparov completely in 95 and also karpov both in 95 by the way I was completely winning with both of them. This was my actually first uh, first classical game with both of them. And I was completely winning in both games, actually. First, uh, with Kasparov, I was just 
told to make a draw because uh, it was team competition and team competition you know that uh, your guys your team guys can actually <clears throat> have influence yeah. on you and uh, other games and with Karpov also in Lunaris I was completely winning I mean it was something I just in time trouble I made something wrong it was draw but still with Kasparov and Karpov I have plus score even today uh, even score with Kramnik I beat him once and once lost and some draws and uh, I mean with many strong players I have a good score uh, with some of them of course as always happens I have very bad score but this is already like sometimes you have very bad opponent yeah this is some something psychological and also there are some strong players well I have just uh, Shirov and Ivanchuk the, those two uh, and I was doing actually good with Shirov during our um, uh, youth years but then you know sometimes happens yeah one game affects uh, you and uh, with me this happened and after that uh, just psychology it was all on all psychology and same with Ivanchuk and I was I mean I of course I beat them I mean I, I won some game from them but uh, I mean the score is, is heavily in their favor terribly just uh, advice you also, give to your students if they have bad opponents uh here very difficult yeah i'm not in a position to, to 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 i myself i was always like with these two i had problems i it is i mean i don't think you can do much about that because uh even very strong players they have such such issues yeah sometimes you come and your opponent may be even uh weaker than you actually but it doesn't matter psychology already like you start losing and uh you cannot do anything against this also i myself for some uh, players also very uh, like uh, bad opponent in this sense for example with kamsky i beat him many times like seven times and it's heavily in my favor heavily uh, just uh, so, but it does not mean that he is a bad player or something just uh, coming and losing yeah you just uh, i mean it's normal position but at some point something goes wrong and uh, uh, only that uh, what I can uh, say out of my experience what happens yeah I think why this happens and why this bad score always becomes worse and worse and very rare when it uh, comes like uh, equal but this also happens when it's uh, like improves this also happens but much rarer than uh, whenever you lose why this happens because I believe that your opponent for example that beating you also he knows that you are for him you are like a client a very pleasant opponent so Client. he he's coming to beat you yeah he, he comes and he wants to beat you and what i actually felt and now also i feel they for example this both of them shirov and ivanchuk against me and some other opponents also they indeed they play very well with you actually they come to take a point from you and they come and they play like best of their games of the tournament against you because i feel this because for example in shiro's game i have i see that he gives many games against me it means it's his uh, book of his best games it means that he also considered that he played well against me and it is very easily yeah because he thinks that okay this opponent i have to beat him and he comes and he already comes and plays very well and same probably happens with all chess players and with me also whenever i come i see that okay i play very well against this opponent so I just come, I don't maybe feel, but I play very well that game and I win and nothing happens. Okay, what is, uh, okay, I, I have had one, let's say four games, okay, fifth, sixth, doesn't matter. I just come and play and, but this happens uh, psychologically also, you somehow you feel like 
you feel that something goes already wrong, you should do something against it. Your opponent also feels like this. So you normally come not to lose, but you, you feel un uncomfortable. And in this case, already you feel somehow not uh, like... Uh, and your opponent also feels like, okay, it's, it's opportunity. I have to win. I just... Uh, and this happens. And then psychology and... Uh, and then you just it's very difficult to of course to break this you have to break this but it's difficult it's very so that i don't uh, think that i can give here advice because uh, many chess players actually suffer because of this uh situation yeah in chess uh and i only had these difficulties with these two Kamsky and uh, no, Kamsky, no, Kamsky, 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 before the game, was it like exciting, afraid, or how was it? Because you had very good score, and many would love to have good scores. Few have, yeah, in the chess history, positive score against Kasparov. Was it your? How was it your mindset? Uh, I have to say, first of all, I was never afraid of anybody. Yeah, uh, just uh, for me, uh, it was not important. For me, it was important what is happening over the board. I mean, that he is world champion, or something, for me, it's not important. I was, I mean, I can be maybe. Uh, affected by his strong chest, strong moves, but over the board only. So, uh, no, uh, like, uh, titles, nothing, yeah? Just we come and play chess. And the very first time, uh, for example, I can tell when I played Kasparov, first of all, I knew, I knew that, uh, like, he has all, also his gaps. It doesn't matter that all world champions, they have something to, I mean, they are not like gods. Yeah. Definitely they have some, uh, some, uh, weak points. Only that what you sh need to do, you have to like make it feel. Yeah. So, so that, that it, uh, it bold, then yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. You have to somehow f and use this. This is difficult, of course, because uh, of course they, they also maybe know, or even if they don't know, they are still like strong. They have, uh, title which is also important from psychological point of view but for me this was never a problem somehow i, I never was kasparov's weak well, points yeah i will tell you now so kasparov's weak points uh first of all uh, i have to say these strong players uh also like um, kasparov uh, karpov let's say fisher they are li like sharks yeah you know they are like sharks if they feel that you you have a, that you are afraid of them then it's better you don't come and play with them. You can as well just resign and uh, without making a move. And on the other hand, these sharks also, whenever you, for example, fend off the attack, whenever you do something, exactly like sharks. Yeah, if you feel that, then sharks go just uh, uh, swim away. Because, okay, why should I just, uh, it, it, because it's, they know that, okay, th there is some resistance here. It's not, so, as for Kasparov's weak points, I always knew this. I was in this between Kasparov school, but even before that, I already knew. I mean, of course, relatively weak. It's not like he's extremely weak in yeah. this. Relatively weak. Uh, uh, so, um, uh, so uh, first of all, co uh, relatively weak chess understanding. Relatively weak chess understanding. I mean, positional understanding. Uh, we speak uh, about Kasparov, uh, right? Kasparov, yes, about Kasparov, yeah. yeah. 
rather, not relatively, but rather weak play in defense. Just I can say weak, weak play. Have you ever seen that Kasparov, how Kasparov defends? Never. Yeah, yeah, he would not defend. Yeah, yeah, he would not defend. He will just give you material, a pawn or something, but he will try to counterattack. If this not, does not work, he just resigns. So, no defense. It is, uh, and the, uh, also the third one, relatively weak play in endgame. Relatively weak. I mean, if you can, you definitely should, uh, transition into the endgame. He can be better in the endgame. Does not matter. He will actually do something wrong there because it is, it was not his strong point. But of course, he compensates this terribly with extreme, also those years, uh, uh, opening knowledge. So it will be very difficult to go out from the op uh, out of the opening with him. You can be crushed in the opening. Extremely strong uh, uh, feeling of the initiative. Extremely strong. Strong feeling of compensation. E uh, extremely strong feeling of, of uh, the attack on your king. So you have to survive this. Uh, not many players can survive this. So uh, from now, you can already understand what you should do against him. So whenever I played with him uh, the very first time, it was interesting story in 1995. Uh, this, I was playing the first board for our chess team and we won actually that competition. This was actually uh, European Club Cup. We won, uh, for some reason it's for, forgotten now, but in 1995 we won a very strong competition. It's, it's uh, considered this. And those years it was much more difficult because it was like elimination system. For to become uh, champion, we, we needed to win all six matches. Once you lose, you immediately withdraw from the tournament. This was the system. Like in the World Cup, yeah? Yeah, like in the World Cup, but there were six players against six players. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, if 3-3, then they would actually uh, count uh, board points. So the first board, like uh, it was, I believe, six points. Uh, second board, five points. So if you mm. win, for example, on first board and lose on second, then the team, which won on second, first board, would actually qualify immediately. So it was which extremely which important. Board were you playing? I was playing the first board, so the, the most difficult, because you can understand. If I lose, then our team had to win two games. To win. Actually, only yes. to win the match. Yes. If you lose there, it's uh, like already finished. So the, most, the last board, uh, like one point only. So if you win on fifth board and lose on sixth board, you qualify. This was the system because no, like, uh, like today, no such uh, thing like tie breaks or some blitz games or some rapid or games. No. The, yeah. uh, no. And preliminary, it was a whole uh, held in uh, Rome. Uh, so preliminary, we, we won, and the finals were played in uh, was played in, in Ljubljana, in Ljubljana. And there was one team. Uh, the first one we won. By the way, we won the very first one. So three uh, matches we had to play. The first one we won. By the way, with three three score, I won the first board. Actually, I won, um, uh, and we qualified. And the second one we played with this Bosna team, this famous Bosna team, for uh, which Kasparov himself also was playing. Not only Kasparov, also uh, there was Sokolov. extremely strong. Uh, Adams was playing second board, uh, then uh, world championship contender. Uh, third uh, was playing uh, Sokolov, Ivan Sokolov, also very strong those years. And Nikolic fourth, also a uh, world championship contender. And fifth and sixth board, also they were much stronger than our guys. 
all our team was composed of Armenian players, actually. And on every single board, we had like something like more than 100 points, 100, in my case, 150 points less than our opponents. And on the eve of this match, uh, because as I told, if you lose, you just immediately withdraw. On the eve of this match, I felt that our guys, somehow they just feel like it's already like end of our tournament here. And being the like uh, captain of our team, I told them, okay, guys, I mean, what is happening here? Yeah. Uh, can you make five draws? Tomorrow I beat Kasparov with white and okay, we qualify. I mean, what is the problem uh, with you? Just on the eve. And uh, they said, okay, you know that uh, you always say like this, but you will come and you will, as they say, like you will just dry out everything, just make short draw, and we will be left like uh, playing. Like, and they white, said, okay, right? You're, you should play yeah, with I was, white. I was white. Yeah, I was white. And so I said, so, okay, so that the, no such talkings. And so that over, uh, during the uh, match, during our match, you don't think about that. We would actually get, I was getting, and um, our guys, I don't know how, I was getting our those years $500 for a game there. And I said, okay, so that we make it like this. If I make a draw or if I lose, I don't get $500. Just, I just, I just lose. It's such a bet. I mean, it's a bet. But if I win, if I beat, as I say, I get $1,000. I get $1,000. Okay. We had, we had, uh, we had a sponsor with us, our sponsor. And this was, uh, yeah, I, I told them, okay, so that you see who should come and make a draw in such case. If you just, yeah. Yes. And after that, I, yeah. I felt, after that, I felt that they were already somehow uh, getting like uh, yeah yeah they were getting like uh, confidence yeah they were get, getting confident they knew that uh, tomorrow will be indeed great fight and uh, yeah and it was i mean many chess players you can ask uh, um, uh, artashes you can ask you can ask also uh, putian they can uh, they can actually uh, <clears throat> confirm and also we have we had our sponsor there but uh, one thing that he said, and actually after that, I regret that I agreed to that. They said that, okay, but if we are winning, if we are winning already the match, we can tell you and make a draw. We can tell you, make a draw, and you make a draw. Uh, uh, and okay, I, you know that uh, I also understand that I understood that, of course, our team much weaker, I mean, objectively than our opponents. But okay, if we win, what, what can I do? We can become uh, European champion. We need it still to win the last one. But... I mean, it's, it's, we did not even think about that we can actually uh, beat this Bosna team, this famous... Actually, Bosna was, I believe, this defending champion. Uh, and, uh, of course, I said immediately, of course, uh, I mean, if we are winning, uh, you can always say, I mean... And then it was exactly like this. Yeah, it was exactly like this. At some point, we did not expect uh, that, but already we were winning, actually. We were winning this match, and we won, actually, without any defeat, 4-2. to two. And then they came up to me, and they asked me, okay, you told them to make a draw. And it was such a situation that I can make a threefold repetition or continue to play. But it was exactly the position that I knew that I would play and I would beat Kasparov because he needed to defend. Uh, I already, I was winning before that. I was completely winning that game, totally outplayed him and I was winning, but I missed uh, the direct win, just direct win. But the position is still somewhat better for White. Maybe even not, maybe it's about equal, but it does not matter because exactly the position that Kasparov doesn't like. And he would actually probably just give up something just not to defend this. Anyway, I was sure that I was going to win. 
So I did not, it did not even cross my mind to repeat the moves. But you know, something around 15 minutes, they came and they started like uh, talking me into making a draw uh, there. And uh, I just, I could yeah. not do anything. I only just remember I told Gary something like this was the last time such something like such a gift or something like this but uh, i mean uh, it, it's only i mean if i was alone or if it was for example some individual championship yeah individual uh, tournament it, it it would definitely yeah. never uh, yeah. have uh, crossed my mind to to make a draw in such position to make a repetition uh, and uh, then uh, somehow i was uh, i was very annoyed by all this but okay we won a match yeah we won a match and the last one, champion of, yeah. And the last one, the last one, we just crushed yeah, some, a team from Hungary, some something like five to one, yeah, right. and it, became. It, it was not. It, it was not the final. It was semi-final. It was semi-final. The last three three ah, rounds were played okay, in Ljubljana, so three of them. This was like the second, yeah, and the third one, but the third one was extremely smooth, yeah. Five to one, we won, and. Uh, and then, by the way, I was in some t t trouble, uh, but okay, it did not matter because uh, like everybody got uh, confidence and uh, their last match uh, just we, we and it was, by the way, I have to say that this is one of, uh, I consider the one of greatest successes, actually. It is also uh, possible to compare with uh, uh, victories on chess Olympiads because this was only time that Armenian team won uh, such a difficult championship. Uh, and this was, uh, if I remember it right, only the only time that we uh, played this knockout system. And to become champion that we became, we won six matches in a row, yeah? Six matches in a row. And uh, it is something that it's very difficult to do. Yeah. In the preliminary phase, in the pre preliminary phase, uh, there played Vaganian, the first board, first three games. He played in Rome, first day, I, I was playing second board. Uh, but also I was playing well, I beat Morozevich there. Uh, and uh, and we qualified we qualified into the finals but here uh, Vaganian could not come and I, I played on the first board uh, on the second Dilputian played very well he scored actually six out of six uh, and uh, but all our guys actually played well all uh, our guys uh, played well but this uh, this was the like uh, <clears throat> like uh, uh, turning point yeah I believe the turning point because the team was uh, Bosna team was extremely strong and the approach, the correct approach, actually uh, helped us to to win this championship. Got it. Let me ask you this. So Kasparov, I'm sure himself, he knew he yeah, had his best, his strongest skills are attacking initiative, and his weakest are slow positional defense and and games. So this is exactly what Kramnik used to beat him in the match and to become a world champion, right? So when Kramnik was playing Berlin, the Berlin, Berlin games, yeah. why Kasparov never changed and played some other things, but just always went to that end game? Why do you think he did it? Yeah, I don't know. This is a mystery for me. Also, I don't. I. I mean, uh, for me, it was clear that he had to play something like uh, okay, D three anti anti Berlin yeah. or something like this because okay. He, but you know that I believe that he's a very principled player. Actually, he he thinks that if this move is the strongest he will do that so it was always like considered that uh, just you have to like playing to refute the berlin you should go for this end game and because it's better it was considered it's better so you have to go there maybe it's actually the case even now maybe you, you should do that for example but uh here like uh, i don't know also you should also of course uh, 
understand i mean which positions you like which suits you better so if yeah. uh, you like playing with queens better of course you play with queens okay you just you don't maybe play the strongest move but you get the position that you like for me it was very important i i played all my career all my life actually i was playing equal positions but i liked them it does not matter actually i have advantage or not some position i would not play i have advantage but i don't know what to do with this with this advantage because some positional play that i don't understand for example that well uh, or i will just miss this advantage in one or two or two moves because it's not like my position uh, and on the contrary equal positions but uh, for example some equal position i was almost always winning because they suited me very well yeah it was my chess i mean i liked them and if you like the positions different approaches there are different approaches of playing chess and uh, this was the reason yeah but of course uh, yeah because of this i believe he lost his match because he was always trying to play this end game that is again i say relatively weak in his hands actually uh, yeah yeah he likes attack he likes uh, to going for your king and in the end game it's difficult yeah how to go for it's possible sometimes maybe but uh, difficult yeah with queen it's much easier uh yeah completely agree <laughs> Hopefully one day I will also have an interview with him and ask his question, like why, he, was it like he was just principle going and refuting Berlin when on the stake was his world championship match, what he was doing? So we will understand this mystery. Uh, let yeah. me, uh, uh, I remember I was child uh, when you were playing the World Cup and with father we were following your, you are going, beating one player after one and you got to final against Halifman during the World Cup. Uh, you played many games, yeah, during this, like, it was 19 games about, right? Or 20 games you played during that World Cup. Yeah, I played 19 before for the finals, I think, yeah. Because of all these yeah. rapids and, yeah, before finals I played 19, not losing a single one before that. It's, it's, uh, lot, it's, very, it's very exhausting, yeah? How did you keep the energy and playing against that level of players where to win them it takes lots of energy? Okay, I was young, first of all. Yeah, I was 27 only and a lot of energy. And, uh, and somehow, you know, sometimes if you feel that luck is on your side, everything was actually working well for me. And uh, yeah, and I just I was, but it did, it, it does not matter that that I did not have a, uh, uh, I mean, very difficult matches. For example, the very the second match, uh, the first one I I beat uh, actually well. I played well. I beat uh, Chiburdanidze. Uh, it was also a complicated match, but I played well. But the second one I played a not very famous chess player from. Uh, uh, Philippines from the Philippines but I mean uh, sometimes you know talented guys there and his name is Antonio Rogelio Antonio and I was Rogelio, on the verge of, of course I know him yeah Rogelio, yeah, Rogelio was uh, he's extremely talented and you know I was on the verge of actually of uh, of uh, withdrawing of uh, dropping of this uh, championship uh he was just uh, i don't know what happened he was just outplaying me uh, every single I, I was just somehow i was uh is like uh, saving myself but uh, it was extremely difficult match and uh, after this escaping there's the last game i played well the rapid one the first two were draws the third somehow i made a draw with black uh after very difficult fight and the fourth one i won and the match was finished so for me it was like a big big deal i somehow i I won that match, but after that it was rather smooth. I beat 
Kirill Georgiev, I beat uh, Movsesan, our Movsesan, Sergei Movsesan, then uh, Bareev, and then finally Adams, and actually very easily, two and a half out of half, yeah, just, uh, we had to play four games, but after three only, it was finished. Uh, yeah, and uh, here, yeah, and uh, so without uh, losing a single game, I went into finals, uh, and then, then it was already like, it took toll, yeah, this, uh, this uh, thing that, uh, during one championship, we are talking about Las Vegas, yeah, 1999. I just will say so that everybody understands. I was just. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. You know, um, at some point, um, you, you just uh, with me that uh, with this issue that I had with openings, I had played already 19 games before finals, yeah? So everywhere I was already looking for some new opening to play. With Adams I already played this perk defense. The perk defense I played as black. So already no openings, yeah? Everything like already you should work on something, but with me, as if you are strong in openings, you have. But with me it was difficult. I did not have. And in the end, I believe that, of course, this, this was the issue, that I did not have openings. And uh, playing with Khalifman, the well-known theoretician, uh, it was difficult, indeed difficult. And uh, for me, in this, oh, of course, it could go anyway this match, but uh, still, I was I was uh, having uh, some issues in, in the opening. And for example, the fourth game, the last uh, like uh, game after that, there were two draws. The last like uh, game that I, I I lost, the fourth one. Uh, we had one and a half, one and a half after three games, but the fourth one somehow I could not actually. I got bad position in the opening. This king's uh, king's Indian defense, and it was very difficult to do anything after that. Still, it was complicated fight, but it was difficult. Already later, let's say in the fifth one, I could not get normal fight with white immediately equality. I didn't and you uh, didn't have seconds there with you. No, I was with my father only. I was with my father because how to take second there if you can be actually uh, withdrawn uh, after the very first round? I mean, such championship, you you come, you bring your team, and then because it's uh, mostly on luck, yeah, luck is also very important here. And for example, I, I tell you that after second round, I was already just, uh, I mean, I was ready just to, to go home because it was already completely lost match, almost, yeah. But things uh, you can see that it's fight, uh, chess fight, and uh, yeah, and it's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, nobody would tell you that they come to become the world champion or they come to uh, go through the finals in such competition when you can always like knock out championship. Okay, every single match, every even the first one can be actually last for you. So it, it is nobody. Nobody would actually go. So I was also. I, I would not actually expect anything. Uh, we will. We, I had the, the right to play there, and so I, I went there. And then you see that, like, uh, out of uh, how many? 124, 124 players. Uh, we see that on the stage, only two of us, yeah? Something like this. First of all, four, eight, four, two, and then you see that nobody, everybody yeah. went home, and you are still playing, yeah? Um, Vladimir, which, that that's, you got second in the World Cup. Do you consider that uh, that one of the biggest successes on your career? You won three time. You won Olympiad in in the team. You won club championship with that match with Kasparov. Uh, which one was for you the biggest success for during your career? 
Uh, yeah, look, Avik, uh, here uh, individually, of course, individual championship uh, without any doubt, of course, Las Vegas 1999. Okay. Uh, yeah, World Cup. I mean, I won, I won strong tournaments uh, like a 17th category tournament and again Le Ben in 2001, also great success. I won many, many championships. I mean, there were years I was winning like this, uh, mostly playing, of course, uh, this open tournaments. Uh, but like four or five per year. So over, overall, more than 50. I did not even count, maybe 70. Some, I mean, many, many. I, if if uh, I calculate, I mean, of course, not only uh, like uh, being clear first, but also sharing first place, but many, many. I mean, extreme, many championships. Uh, but if we talk about individual, of course, only uh, Vegas, I would actually put like, it's, uh, like I would separate th this. And for and championship, for, yeah, the yeah. Europe is equal for you to to Olympiads, yeah. Yeah, I would say that it is also a one. I don't know is equal. It's different. Yeah, like same like World Championship, also different. And in, in uh, 2011 in uh, China, yeah, it's sure. also different. Oh, they are all different. But uh, I mean, for me, it's also like a like memory. Yeah, this this one like this was the very first success, team success, 1995. And uh, it's undeservedly actually forgotten because it is also a very big success and never actually repeated after that uh, by me or by Armenian team, never repeated. And uh, in 1995, we were not strong, actually. Our team was not even um, the, the strongest. It was just average team, we can say. And still, it was like kind of a feat indeed to, to become a champion there. And after that, already uh, these uh, Olympiads, yes, Olymp three Olympiads, of course, it's also a very big success. Uh, link when you first became Olympic champion. Yeah, this was, I mean, first time always uh, something special. Yeah, Different, yeah? first time <laughs> yeah. It was something special. Yeah, we, we but we were we, we won actually outright. Yeah, we were actually dominating the event. We were dominating. Uh, we, we lost out of these thirteen rounds. So 13 rounds, uh, like uh, how many? Four games. So altogether 42, yeah, we have uh, four, uh, 42 games. Okay, we lost only two. We lost, our team lost only two games uh, during all the, I mean, it's something unique. And uh, toward the end of the tournament, I believe we were making draws last three or four rounds, uh, maybe three rounds. But it was like, I want to say that almost finished three rounds to... Uh, to, to, to the end, I mean, it, it was already finished. Uh, we had we had so many pluses, uh, our team. So we, we we could even afford making draws last rounds. So the very first event was a very special one, uh, and uh, the only one played with my with my dear friend uh, Karen Asrian. Uh, after that, he died at a very young age of 28 uh, this was uh, like his only olympia that he won and we spent uh, we spent a very good time and this was indeed something special yeah this event is something special because uh, it was uh, we were dominating uh, completely and after that uh, yeah after that of course it's already more difficult because you are like defending champion uh, but still still yeah we were playing actually somehow the team was was playing very well yeah during these olympias uh, everybody was in good shape, uh, and uh, me especially, and uh, also uh, during two Olympiads, Gabriel was playing very well. But I have to say that I'm very uh, proud, yeah, very proud that 
out of all these four championships, even five, I can say, if I if I uh, add up uh, this uh, European Club Cup 1995, out of uh, three Olympiads and World Championship, I spent 42 games, 42 games, together with that tournament, uh, European Club Cup, there are six, so it will be 48 games. I did not lose a single game. If you can, yeah. this is like yeah, something unique, yeah? yeah. But there were, I mean, extremely bad, very bad position. I was just holding, I was just somehow holding them. And uh, during all these Olympiads, and uh, so three Olympiads are world championship. I won 19 games and out of 42. So all uh, the rest were draw. So it's extremely big, actually, yes. plus, yeah? Yes. In Turin, it was plus six Olympiad in Turin, in Dresden, plus five, in Istanbul, also plus five and plus three in uh, China, World Championship. And uh, in this uh, out of six games, European Club Cup, I scored plus three. So four and a half out of six with three draws and three wins. I mean, it's very, very good result for chess events, uh, for chess, uh, for chess event, for team events. And uh, this, this I'm, uh, of course, I can be proud of because... Uh, how, how is it working for you during the team championship and individual when it's team championship? Does your focus, mindset, the spirit goes even even higher? How does it happen? Or, or you are playing just same as before? No, same. I would not say that. I same. Only that, uh, I mean, some people say that uh, additional responsibility. I did not feel this never. I mean, what position, uh, what is responsibility? Uh, no, somehow I was in good shape just probably. I was coming. Uh, before Olympiad, sometimes I would not play well, actually. Some tournaments... Uh, some issues there were, uh, but uh, during the Olympiad, somehow, yeah, it was it, everything would work actually together, well yeah. for, and together, and not only for me because alone you cannot do anything. But uh, some of our guys, uh, sometimes it was uh, Gabriel uh, twice, I believe. Uh, once it was also also uh, Aronian played well. Once uh, played Mosesian also very well. Actually, uh, playing well means that. At some point, it is important to win, yeah. And uh, for example, the last time in Istanbul, we we, we uh, won the last round game, the very important uh, from Hungary, yeah. We played with Hungary, and Mosesian won. He he actually he did not uh, play well the, the whole tournament. He was minus one, something like this. But the very important game, the last one, he won against Almashi, and this allowed us to make three draws. And we won the match, and we, we became the champion. So it, but also luck is important. Yeah, how? Because I always say that you know you can spend this Olympiad. You can play like fourteen rounds, thirteen rounds. Lately, already eleven rounds uh, of championship. So eleven uh, we multiply four. So we have forty-four games altogether. You can play all these games very well. One bad move, one bad move somewhere, and, and you don't gone. get anything. Yeah, it's gone like so. Uh, it is like uh, luck is also very important. You can do everything li uh, right and still not become Olympic cha Olympic champion. Yeah, with us, thanks God. Yeah, everything everything worked well, uh, and uh, yeah, because for for our country, for our team to become three times uh, Olympic champion during this period of time of uh, how many there six years. Uh, eight yeah. years maybe, yeah. But uh, it is something, uh, something, something unique, of course. Uh, well, I think it's uh, to give it to luck. It's quite modest. But you tell me about the 
unlucky unlucky time you were in uh, when you were arrested by being very unlucky how it happened yeah this was a uh, actual this was issue uh, once the, it was uh, what we know the very first time i was actually uh, stopped not arrested yet but i was stopped it was um during uh, when i i think i was uh, yeah i was uh, leaving uh, from the leko uh, kramnik match in brisago it was 2004 uh yeah and uh i was actually um, uh, from this match i was uh, going to the olympiad uh in uh, spain in palma de mallorca olympiad and in the train actually in the train uh some police they came and for some reason they asked me about my documents and something and they started like uh, searching and everything like with me they just uh, uh and they didn't understand then and they 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 were talking uh, uh, Italian it was Italians uh, this Italians part probably of this country they were talking and uh, okay I understand something I know Spanish I understood something that they were talking that uh, why he's so calm why he's so calm uh, I was calm because I didn't know what is this but later I understood that okay they did not find anything they were definitely uh, looking for for a pistol something like this yeah, for a gun uh, they thinking that uh, i had and uh, but then they said okay no problem and the second time it was lebanon in lebanon uh it was at the airport when i came to lebanon i was working in qatar those years again same problem actually during same like period of time some two three months here and there again so i something is wrong so some some papers are probably wrong and again, same problem again, same. But then they said, okay, some Armenian, uh, let some Armenian come from uh, from uh, in Beirut. It was, and take you uh, with him. Uh, you are still under some like suspicion, but uh, everything is okay. You can you can go. And yeah, and the last time, already the most serious time, it was in Dubai. Uh, it was in Dubai, uh, and uh, again from Doha, I came to Dubai. But there it was very serious because they even used handcuffs. Yeah. They use handcuffs. They put on me handcuffs, and they I, I stuck there for say six to eight hours in the airport. At the airport we were, and coming from different place to different place, some new uh, police guys, some new people, and then from Interpol uh, they came. Some people they came from Interpol, and uh, finally, finally we even called our uh, ambassador there. Armenian ambassador in uh, so many people already uh, interfered with this and uh, somehow somehow the situation they understood but still they took my passport with them and they said okay you can go again somebody should come and uh, take you so uh, you cannot go alone so they said and uh, it was already like four in the morning I believe so somebody I, I called and uh, uh, some um, guys, my friend Modiaki, Modiaki came, and also um, uh, some guys from from uh, United Arab Emirates. They came, uh, they took me from there, and after some time, three or four days, they just again uh, gave me my passport. And then in uh, Yerevan, we, uh, I went to Interpol actually to ask what is the problem, and the problem was that it was some um, shooting in the street in 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 Yerevan. Some shooting there was. And uh, it was written that some guy also with the name, uh, his father's name was Vladimir, but uh, like for this, uh, in the West, it's, it's, it's almost like it's your second name is considered. And same, same uh, uh, last name like mine, Akopian it was. 
and it was like he was shooting. He he tried to 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 kill somebody in the street, and immediately Interpol goes like it goes with Interpol like you have this uh, red mark yeah against your name. I see. And and it, they see they you know what they see they see that is Akopian. They see that second name is Vladimir, and also also same same yeah, date of birth yeah uh, 1971. Oh, he was born. I mean these three they have. They have these three. They don't even have a photo there. They don't have a photo. And this was the problem, my problem. So 71, they see immediately date of birth. They see immediately my uh, last name. And they see, okay, they, they don't understand. They see that, I think that his name was something like Arsene, but Arsene Vladimir, yeah, the name of his father. And okay, for me, it's Vladimir Eduardo. It does not matter. It, it, it's important that it's coinc uh, coincides anyway. And after that, then we understood, and then somehow we asked them to remove this uh, name. Uh, so that can, because is it, I is it a travel, or do you still have problems? They remove no, no. They removed. They removed from Armenia. They removed it, and after that, I, I did not have any problem. Yeah, they removed it from from Interpol completely. I mean, they removed the criminal actually from from Interpol. The criminal was removed, and because of him, I was already free. Yeah, I, I was free to travel. But uh, I mean, it's an unfortunate incident, of course. Uh, uh, but okay, what to do? Yeah, uh, uh, happens. Happens. I always uh, uh, there is this Russian saying that you should never something like this. Forget about uh, about this uh, the jail. Yeah, or you can you can be. Uh, I don't know how to translate it to, to English, but in Russia, so so I was I was pretty calm. Yeah. Okay, if you have to spend, it's definitely not much time. Okay, one, two days, what to do? <laughs> this yes. happens, yeah. Yeah. Happens, yeah. Uh, I mean, in Qatar, you, you were coaching, right? Already. So how was your transition from professional player to a professional coach? There was no transition while in Qatar because I was very uh, professional. I was just uh, also working because I uh, started working in Qatar in 2004. After that only... Uh, yeah, I became uh, Olympic champion three times. Well, in 2006, still working in right, Qatar. I right. came from Qatar, and also in 2000, I was working still in Qatar in 2006 when I uh, went to, to to Turin, and I was actually also working preparing uh, my students from Qatar for their games and playing the tournament as well. I was preparing them. In the so evening, playing and, and coaching at the same time. Yeah, yeah, coaching at the same time and coaching three persons actually there. I would go there for maybe one, two hours, maybe for two hours, and after that I was preparing myself. Uh, I was, but I was sleeping uh, very few hours there. I remember every day I was sleeping something like four hours only. In Turin, I was sleeping four hours only, no time just uh, because I had to prepare them. I had to prepare myself. Uh, and uh, yeah, somehow it was for me. It was difficult to uh, to sleep well there. But uh, somehow it everything was going well. Yeah, uh, there and uh, yeah, I, I I did. I was playing and uh, as of late, let's say last maybe five years, four years. Yeah, I already yeah. This is you can say, but because I'm like a retired player, and now I don't play maybe once, maximum twice a year. I play chess. No, How did it happen no. with you? Did you play like this is my last tournament and I'm retiring, or you just slowly decided not to play anymore? No, no, slowly because I somehow I saw that uh, I just already like you know that I can't play very well even now. I mean, I can spend one game. You know that when I I was young, I could spend like the whole tournament on the very high level and and win this. It didn't matter who would play actually. 
any top player any anybody did not matter for me at all but then after some time coming you get like grow older you uh, understand that you can spend like maybe one two games three games uh, good games in the tournament even now for example if i play anybody anybody doesn't matter world champion uh, top uh, top player second third one game i can win i believe uh, it, it's no problem for me i can just uh, like uh, concentrate well focus on this game and beat uh, any player 700 800 it is not a problem one game but i cannot like uh, play uh, the whole tournament and if i cannot then it's not interesting for me it, it means that okay i can win one game uh, some from some strong player very strong player but what to do with others i will just and i understood that okay it's already just time to uh, time to leave because i was not satisfied first of all with my play uh, and also i kind of lost motivation you know that when i was young i i was coming and i was thinking only okay how how come i cannot win for example doesn't matter this is world champion whoever i come to win and i should win yeah this was my approach doesn't matter color black white at all i come and i should i mean for me it was like very normal and nowadays i if i come i think okay but why i need i have so many problems now uh, uh many things to do many things i remember uh, many things i just uh, already planned yeah so just lost motivation there is no if i say for example will to win yeah i lost maybe once during the tournament i want this i come and i want to win this particular game but uh i cannot uh, like uh, play all the games like this yeah with this mindset it, it is impossible and if it is impossible it means that at some point something will definitely go wrong because uh, you you should have motivation you should uh, you 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 normally you should like uh, w play to win you should get satisfaction uh, if you yep. win, but uh, for me, I just I oh, this is all lost, yeah. And uh, so whenever I play, at some point, I can't even think that. Okay, let's finish this game, and maybe I go somewhere and just uh, uh, do something more more useful for me. And in this case, you cannot play. It's 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 uh, completely different, yeah. Uh, and that's why, yeah, it's it's it came to me like very uh, uh, natural way, a very natural way. And I'm now I'm satisfied. I mean, I'm not like. Uh, not like I'm, let's say, want to play every day, or I have this uh, desire, terrible desire to play chess. No, whenever I play, I I, I can play online if I want. I I, I don't even play online. I mean, you can imagine. So I, I just uh, by now, I mean, I I'm 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 okay with this. Uh, but I have many other things to do. I, for example, work with my students. Uh, sometimes if I am asked, I give lectures uh, online and uh, also offline. Uh, now I also write a book and it will be a very good book about my uh, games, uh, memorable games. Uh, memorable, wow, uh, super, super. I always consider such books when the authors comment on their games the best books. I'm yeah, so excited this, to read that book. Yeah, this will be a very interesting actually book. Uh, I am working on on it now. And uh, games, fragments, they are very interesting fragments uh, and games and also uh, chess problems. I, uh, I, I was always like uh, composing chess problems and now many I have and, and very good ones. I mean, some of them and many of them, I believe, would definitely win uh, chess contests, uh, problem contests, definitely, because they are something special. 
this is my like uh, uh, my hobby was always I, I like this uh, doing uh, and now I mean in the book there will be something like 150 of them but I have many more and 75 studies 75 studies also there will be I also have many more but for this book I uh, decided that this 75 uh, will be like uh, a good number 75 studies uh, my games, uh, the games is the most complicated and difficult and uh, time consuming. And that's why I want this, the games, the best, not, not the best, because the best are, the best will be completely different. The most memorable. So there were many mistakes and good, but I wanted strong opponents. So you will see their games uh, with Kasparov, Karpo, with World Champions of, uh, Champion, Champions, Tal, Smyslov also once I played. Uh, I mean, very strong opponents there will be. 25 of them. Not more than 25, because even 25 for me, uh, this will be very detailed, anal uh, analyzed, and uh, uh, some backstories, uh, some games with backstories, uh, and 50, 50 fragments, 50 fragments, uh, 150 uh, chess problems, and 75 studies. This way, as I see it now, so altogether it will be like 300 uh, pieces, 300 pieces of chess. Chess nice. games together with chess nice. art, uh, yeah. And uh, but it is not yet ready. Uh, uh, the the most I mean, it's already finished. Like uh, fragments, almost uh, problems and uh, studies already picked out everything already like uh, written, commented. Uh, but the games, the games is of course uh, something that I want to because it's the the main the main thing, and I want it to be really very interesting and and uh, uh, to to read and to analyze. And it takes time, of course. It takes time, but I hope to finish anyway. Yeah, I hope to finish by by the end of the of the year, uh, at least. Super. Maybe even before that. Uh, yeah. You are uh, self-publishing so it, or you are working with the publisher? No, no, no. I I was already talking with with the publishers. Yeah. So. Uh, no, self-publishing. No, no. I will, no, you know that now you will not. Uh, I talked to them, and I know myself. You will not get rich uh, just selling or writing a book. This is definitely this. You make just like uh, uh, for for chess legacy, amateurs yeah. for your yeah. for yes. legacy for chess amateurs for your friends. Uh, so it's yeah, it's like this. Yeah, super. I I remember myself the. Biggest impact I had, or the best chess books for me, was the books when someone uh, writes and comments on their game. Not some other grandmaster commenting on another games, but when Anand comments on their games, or Kasparov comments on their game. So the book when you comment on your, on your games, explaining how you find that rook h7 with Kramnik and all the rest will be very, very interesting. Very yeah, there will to, be definitely yeah. for that. <laughs> uh, Vladimir, many would, many of our listeners would be interested if you are coaching, if you are accepting students now. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. They can always, I can, I can leave you my email. Yeah, my email. They can yeah, always write. Uh, and in social, how they can find you? Uh, are you more active in Twitter, uh, Facebook? They, they can, yeah, Facebook they can find. Uh, but the easiest way, I believe, there will be uh, still this email. Uh, on Facebook, they can find me also. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, okay. Yeah. So, so, dear yeah. listeners, we are not better, going yeah. to put Vladimir Akopian's email just here. But if you are interested in coaching, just contact us and we are going to privately uh, connect you. Yeah, this will Vladimir be easier. Akopian. Yeah, because this will be easier. Yeah, sure. because, uh, yeah, sometimes. Uh, sure. Also, now uh, with all these things. <clears throat> uh, 
with all these things, especially the uh, writing a book, it's uh, it's more complicated. But of course, yeah, if, if I have time, I'm always yeah, ready. Super. Uh, let me end my last questions that I always ask our guests. Uh, there are many, many chess players on different levels, some amateurs, some chess lovers. Everyone has some goals. Everyone tries to get somewhere, some writing, some titles, some champions. Uh, what's, what wish advice do you have for them? To, chess to improve, to improve as a chess player. Yeah. Uh, to improve as a chess player, to enjoy their career, whatever, what, what wish and advice do you have for them? Uh, it's difficult to, for me to tell you now, because you know, this, again, I say that it was completely different, uh, that time that I started playing chess. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, I don't follow that much. I mean, with all these computers, everything ha uh, has changed, yeah? So, I mean, how to say what they should do? Uh, the, it's, it's like can be general... just a wish. It can be just enjoy the journey, whatever. Just... I can say only that, of course, they, would, uh, they will enjoy chess, definitely, uh, whenever they play, because this uh, game is... Uh, something indeed something special something unique such interesting things like here like in this game you can actually you would never see anywhere but for this you you should have some level good level yeah to understand all this beauty yeah chess beauty sometimes uh, such things happen uh, i especially that i um, started okay playing also but started composing chess problems and studies Sometimes you can't just, even me, I mean, I have such career, I saw everything almost, I think, in chess, many things, but sometimes you just look and see that it cannot be like this, yeah? It is like, uh, it, it cannot be because such thing not happen. And then you see, no, this is interesting. Sometimes uh, such thing, interesting thing happen, things happen in chess that indeed you cannot just believe. All these studies, problems, sometimes uh, you just always, for me, at least I, I can see one position several times and still I don't believe how this happens yeah, like this that two pieces just give made against all this army because this let's say discovered attack and all of a sudden this made uh, so they would definitely get pleasure out of chess and this is a very important thing it's not important i believe to become to play to start playing chess working on chess uh, and have in mind always that I should become top 10 or I don't know, world champion, something like this. But you will get, of course, this aesthetic pleasure definitely uh, from chess. Uh, and uh, this this will give you much. Uh, just uh, just only that you should like understand this. Once you understand this, you, you, you indeed, you understand that this is like... Uh, I don't like such, uh, such uh, words, but it is indeed like something like Wonderland, yeah? Like Wonderland, you once you come here, that's why many chess players, even after they quit, they still come back always because it's very difficult and uh, yeah. it's indeed very very interesting, yeah. very interesting uh, game, and uh, any level for any level it's interesting. There is interest if you are uh, on high level, you can of course feel feel that uh, it is it is unique. I don't know any other game, let's say table game, that could be such an interest such an interesting like this one. So many possibilities, so many resources, uh, now also enriched with all these computer resources. And uh, it's extremely rich, yeah? extremely rich. And uh, uh, it is a, uh, indeed, this is a, just a pleasure, yeah? just a pleasure. And uh, 
this is what I can. How to improve? Difficult to say for me. Everything has changed, and uh, uh, for young players, they better yeah, they decide everybody for for themselves. Yes. Yeah, how yes. to do this? But never, never, never forget the beauty and the fun they are having on their journey, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Vladimir, thank you. Thank you very, very much for sharing all the story and insights. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Avik. Thank you for me. It was also a great pleasure. A great pleasure. Looking so, forward uh, I'm to, see, to see you again at podcast when you have your book and we'll go through some of the positions together. Looking forward to that day. Sure, sure. No problem. Of course. With pleasure. With great pleasure. Thank you very much, Vladimir. Bye. 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 bye.